there, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of A Die C Experience. My name is Jason Sketch, and we are so excited to bring you back to another episode. I will be your DM. Sitting across from me is Monsieur Meerkat. Hello, this is Meerkat. I am playing Lucas Findwell, the human cleric, and I think I need to check and see what's wrong with the DM. Thank you for sharing. To your left is Stolen. Hi, this is Stolen. I'm playing Crew Saipan, the warlock turtle, captain of the string, and do you think Fireball would save the captain? Ha! <laughs> Fire is an explosion that might not help pet, 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 pet. Hello, lazy man. Hello, my name is Lazy Man Gamer. I play Jean Lafayette, the Herengon Rogue Ranger. And I definitely did not replace our DM with ChatGPT. Ha, 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 ha. Good AI. All right, well, that bit's over. <laughs> <laughs> Joke crash landed. Crash, it, was, it soared. Everybody loved it. They took it. Mm. It was it was wonderful. Just flew a little too close to the sun. That's it. That's it. Error. Error. <laughs> <laughs> Task failed successfully. <laughs> danger, Sir Robinson. Danger. <laughs> Speaking of danger, our party. Well, yeah, you know what? Stolen, what happened last night? Crew found out that the rest of the fates were withholding information from him about the map. They then successfully made their way into the port of Tortoon where they found out that the city had grown tremendously within the last two weeks. After docking, they set off into the city to talk to Crew's contacts to find out more information about why the city had changed and what was going on there. And that's where we pick up. You've, you've arrived, as we've spoken about before, at Shark's Head Tavern. And now there's almost like a little driveway in front of it where carriages are pulling up and little, little um, different humanoid people are walking out and um, taking a small tag and handing a small to the um, owner of the cart and then taking their cart and almost driving it around to park it somewhere else. There's a little bit of like a walkway space in front of the tavern and there's now an awning that's right below the shark's head. And you guys were walking up to the door. Are y'all ready, guys? Always. What should we expect? We're probably going to meet my boss or at least my former boss. I'm not sure exactly what kind of relationship after the last two weeks, um, but everything should pathetic she likes me go for it follow my lead going to walk up to the door and push it open before you can push it open um a minotaur standing on the outside he's got a nice suit on um it's buttoned up he's got no pants but uh, he does have the top part of the suit on with the suit jacket and everything oh oh sir um let me take care of that for you and he grabs the door and he opens it wide for you oh it's it's my pleasure welcome to the shark's head um you happen to know if v is in there or where i can find her i I, I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't know a V. Okay, I'll look for her. She's supposed to meet me here. Very good. Hopefully you will see her inside. I will walk in. As you guys walk in, you 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 find yourself standing in a red carpeted hallway. Good, I don't know, five, six, seven feet from you is a Loxodon who has a podium in front of him, and it looks like he's got a clipboard. He is also well-dressed. Um, Loxodons, for who you, those of you who don't know who they are, they're giant elephant people. Um, so it looks like his his necktie is a little tight around his neck, but it seems to be functioning quite well. Buttons are 
are busting a little bit, so you know, it looks like he needs a bigger shirt, but this is what he has at the moment. They, there's a doorway kind of behind him, and again, this is across the hall from you. You can also go down the hall to the right and to the left. Uh, it looks like they both turn corners if you were to go down that hallway. Hello, sir. Um, I've never had a host mm. here before. This is weak. Oh, good evening. Uh, pleasure to have you here. Uh, welcome to the Shark's Head. You've never been here before. No, I've, I've been here plenty. Um, but it's been a few weeks. And, and you're, oh yes, as, as of a few weeks ago, you must have a reservation to be able to enter the shark's head. Um, what's your name, sir? My name is Crew. And... Oh, Master Crew. Yes. Wonderful. Um, well, would you like your regular table, sir? And, oh. uh, if you see V, tell her to meet me there. Marvelous, yes. Yes, I can pass the information on to, to Miss V. Come on in. Um, I, I, do, I do not know she's arrived yet. I, I just started my shift just a moment ago, but I can take you to your table. I appreciate it. And I, I'm going to turn around and look at a shrug. You just have a standing table here. This is all very new. Uh, it used to be a very dive bar. You would walk in and there's a table, you would grab it. Weird. Just like everything else in the city, it seems to have been greatly renovated. Yeah, and I just, I don't see how they had the, the manpower to do all this in weeks. Very weird. Didn't the guy down at the dock say it had been a few months? Uh, he, he said he had been here for a few months, but... Obviously, we left about two weeks ago, unless there's yeah. been some kind of weird time travel. Don, do you know about any kind of weird time travel that happens at sea? Hmm. There have been rumors of storms and things that pop up, but I don't think any of the storms that we've been through have uh, have altered time at all. Uh question to the dm when we were out to sea uh i didn't have grow a beard spontaneously <laughs> time may have sped up a lot quicker than usual i mean your your intelligence is, is high enough to note that like nothing nothing outside open on the open sea felt like time had sped up in a super quick way um it feels like time has passed as if it has only been two weeks i'm guessing someone just struck the jackpot and has sunk that money into the town. It is strange how quickly it's developed, though. Would have had to be a massive jackpot with a massive amount of laborers. My other wonder is maybe all a glamour. Glamorous? Or you mean some sort of magic? Yeah, some sort of magic. Ah. I mean, we did see the the wizards and the artificers on the ships holding the dock. Also, they have something to do with it. Very true. Oh, whoa, wonderful. You you saw the, the gemstone miners. Tell oh. us a little about, about that. That started since I've been in town. Oh, yes. Well, um, <clears throat> they, they they recently discovered a large vein of, of gemstone, and as, as as you might know, gemstone is a very ma very magical and powerful stone, and, and quite, you know, artificers and wizards and, and such will pay quite a bit of money to be able to craft those into magic items. Um, of course, it needs to be processed down, so that's why we had the new factory, but the town's been very plentiful since we've discovered that vein is so close to the port. One merchant that discovered this, or...? I'm not sure. I I just know that it's it suddenly popped up as of late, and, and since then, the town's just kind of exploded. I'll just, I'll turn to Fishy that it was found all of a sudden. Let's, uh, let's go, let's go sit down. We'll talk to me and the rest of my contacts. No offense to you, um, sorry I didn't get your name. Oh, <laughs> My name is Barney. Barney. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was nice to meet you. Could you take me to my seat, please? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, I just assumed you were visiting. I, I just take take me one moment, you know. And he gets a little towel, and it's kind of got some stripes on it. You know, it's got a red, green, and white stripe. Not necessarily in that order, but that's kind of where the stripes on the towels 
um, look like as you travel past this doorway and it's not just it's not like a closed door it's a large red curtain kind of opens this red curtain and, and you go into this next room the the tavern itself doesn't look exactly the same as it did you remember it what did describe what the tavern kind of looked like on the inside before I describe what it looks like now so it was just a typical tavern uh wooden floors wooden roof pillars here and there to just hold it up booths along the walls were very dingy and run down tables were some of them probably had like missing legs or prosthetic legs that didn't really match the rest of the tower the rest of the chair because they had been broken in different fights and stuff like that bar which was sitting on one side of the room um, had a few bar stools again probably they had missing this or mismatching and the glasses along the wall typically were pretty dirty and there was only one bartender ever working at a time awesome the the room is very different now when you walk in the the flooring is still made of wood planks but they look brand new almost a light birch color the smell of pasta and meat sauce kind of hit you pretty hard when you walk in there are four pillars that hold up the roof and they're kind of in the center of the room though they look like they're made of stone grayish color almost that same roman type style where it's kind of got the slits that are kind of go along the side and it's got the weird cloud curly things near the top and the bottom that kind of make the the braces at the top and the bottom uh it's got two levels and you're on the top level and you realize you're gonna have to step down to this bottom level as he's guiding you to your table along the walls are all the booths that you remember but they're shiny and new and they're full of well-dressed people there's now a loud commotion of of people talking um not super loud like they're yelling but you can definitely feel like you're in a restaurant where there's just thriving and it's going well it's almost like a sunday afternoon if you were going to go out to eat in texas kind of that same feel like as right going out to eat right after church the lighting in the room is very dimly lit there are large banners but they're made of cloth that kind of hang around the top that connect the four pillars together so you kind of pass underneath them as you're going down into this bottom floor section they are also that same white green and red striped colors you find your table and it's got four wooden chairs around it a nice white tablecloth that has checkered four you know um, red colors in it as well as you look around people tend to sim have similar checkered red checkered tablecloths on their table as well the table chairs are also kind of that light brown birch color there's a small vase in the middle of your table that has a flower in it that is just a white flower with five petals and two little yellow, um, whatever the center part of a flower is, <laughs> kind of popping out of it. Almost like a nice lily, but it also looks like it's been bred with a daisy. It's a strange mix of a flower in general. He, he pulls back your chairs as you guys all sit down, and then he leans over, and you realize you're sitting next to this giant fountain with water running out of it, um, clear as day, also made of stone and just beautifully made. There is a little angel with a bow at the top um, with wings that uh, is about the size of a gnome and it kind of spins and shoots um, water out of the arrow as it's kind of slowly spinning at the top of this fountain. He leans over and grabs a basket of, of um, and lays it on your table there. Please, please have a have a seat, sirs, and, and, and someone will be with you shortly to take your order. Thanks, Barney. Um, oh, oh, my pleasure. <laughs> always, always happy to see a friendly face. I'll grab a seat. You sit in it comfy. It's got um, a little pad at the bottom that is also that checkered red and, and white color. I'll sit down at the table and immediately grab some bread and eat it. 
John said this yeah, as well, uh, yeah. Perfect. The bread, it's it's savory, it's really well made. The garlic on it's almost like perfect. The the butter is is better than the um bugbear butter you guys have been enjoying that the the Nilbog brought with you. What could be better than that? And real, I'm gonna reach out and kind of grab the flour. Fake all of this. The whole town seems fake now. While I'm sitting there, I'm just gonna quickly cast detect magic or presence of magic within 30 feet. Hey, will you, will you join me in the whisper channel, Meerkat? Okay. <laughs> Everything is magic. Everything's <laughs> Everything magic is when magic. you're in Tortune. <laughs> Everything is magic. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> As you sit down, you start casting this magic. Normally, you can kind of tell what kind of school of magic it is. Is that right? With the tech magic, kind of tells you what kind of school of magic uh, it is. Uh, see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn the school of magic. If any, yeah. uh, there's a there's an aura, like an orange coloration aura around everything as you look around it's not around you or around um john or Peru, except a little bit around his ring same coloration um, but you haven't been able to tell what kind of magic his ring is either since you've you started noticing him and studying him and getting to know him a little bit better but the rest of the town is definitely co colored in the same aura all the way around it um, of course the people are not but like their clothing is and anything that would have built been bought or built by the riches that would have come with this town seems to have this coloration with it so we're in like a restaurant with multiple tables and people sitting around in all tables right yes yes yeah so i would see other tables and people sitting at it they're close and the table that they're sitting at would be orange but not is that not like the people yeah it's not like people were magically spawned by this magic the people are real mm -hmm. but everything that's around is is this magic to it and granted like as you watch crew touch the flower if, even if you were to reach out and touch that flower it feels very real and the flower is glowing orange as well the flower is also glowing orange of course then you see the different magic items that you guys are carrying and, and some different magic items that are being carried by different people in the restaurant that are glowing a different color but you definitely have orange coloration that's kind of all around you and you can't quite put your finger on what school of magic it is because it's a different flavor than you've ever seen as best to describe it as someone who's a cook different flavor let's head back so you see you know lucas kind of begins to look around and, and look at different things um, you guys are eating that garlic bread it tastes really good uh, eventually somebody comes by and drops off some menus in front of you guys on the menus you see things like spaghetti and lasagna there's a uh, chicken alfredo. There's some different vegetable salads that are on there with some different types of sauces that you can put on top of your salads. Is this a restaurant that has prices on the menu or has it become some, so upscaled that the prices are no longer on the menu? Prices are no longer on the menu. That's scary. Crew is going to just set the meat down on the table and start looking around the room. Does it recognize anybody? The lights are very dim, but you can roll me a perception check. 12. 12. You're, you're looking around the room, and, and a lot of these people are brand new faces to you. There's some tieflings and elves. There's there's a whole family in the back corner of, of gnomes, and the two kids are acting out. There's a family of, of halflings that are, are looks like they're on their third plate of pasta, and the waiters come by, and you can kind of hear him say, Oh, would you like some more? Oh, yes, yes, just keep it coming. Just keep it coming, man. And so they're, they're waving that on, their little... Hobbit feet are swinging underneath the, the table there. They're sitting a little high, but eventually on the other side of the fountain, uh, sitting in a booth in the far corner, kind of close to this, another opening that's on the other side of this room is V sitting at the table, and she seems to be um, sitting at a booth enjoying a meal with a very familiar dragonborn. 
has she seen me? Not yet. I wonder if Lou is still where it was and Drew is going to get up and start walking like he's towards the restaurant, but it's going around to the other side of the mountain, head over towards the beach. And no one seems to stop you as you walk over that way. Everyone seems to be glad to see you. Um, as you're walking, you see a couple of the table folks looking at you and their faces you're starting more recognize more and more faces on this side of the room and, and they're smiling and they're nodding at you, kind of giving you a thumbs up as you're walking towards the table. I'll approach the table. Uh, Thane? Oh, you've made it. Please, have a seat, crew. I will, uh, I'll take a seat next to Thane. It's been so long, I've missed y'all. has been very long. These, these two weeks, did you did you board the pirate ship? I did, and I am now captain of said pirate ship. You're, you're the captain? Oh, so you mean to tell me that you've stolen the ship as your own? Yes, uh, I, the ship is mine for the time being, and I do have a crew working underneath me, so I guess technically all mine. Wonderful, very good. They're going to be very proud with you. The admin I really hope so. are all very excited to meet with you, especially with this news is going to be fantastic. But the crew, the crew, where is it now? Um, well, two of them are actually sitting over at a table right over there. Um, and then the others are still on the ship. They Wonderful. are paid to, to park it and they're gouging like crazy down there. Oh yes, that's, that's us. We, we run the docks now. So don't worry, you'll get your fee back. It's no okay. problem. Okay. But the crew is here. Well, part of them are. Wonderful. The, uh... She claps her hands and you see several tables stand up and they draw swords. And they start walking over to Jean and Lucas. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. V, what what are you doing? Pirate the pirates. We're taking all of their things. Jean pops up and draws his sword and pulls out his pistol. They are with me. So you're choosing to be a pirate as well. And Fang looks at you and gets to put their hand on the hilt of their weapon as well. I'm not choosing to be a pirate. That is my property now. Yes. And we will take all of your property so that they will no longer have it and they can start from the ground and work their way up well in turn they are my property too no you know very well we don't take people as property john you said you stood up yeah i stood up i pull out my uh sword pull out my pistol and just start aiming it around at all of these people who now have swords out uh, and after a few seconds of realizing like nothing is changing, that they're looking directly at us, I'm going to call out for Nameless. I'm going to yell out, Nameless! Okay, yeah, Nameless spawns next to you, um, right on top of the table. His paw squishes the bread that Lucas was just munching on. B, you don't, don't have to do this. I'm afraid I do. We're under new leadership, and these are the rules. Would Smoke agree to this? Smoke, not here anymore? No, she is not, unfortunately. She is in a better place. And with that, V claps her hands and everybody begins to move in to grab Lucas and Jean. And now the strange Drake that has spawned into the room. Jean's going to hold up his weapons and say, hold one moment. And I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy and cause the fountain to stop flowing. If that's something you'll let me do with Thaumaturgy. Like the water just freezes in place. Is that kind of, is that too much? What is, what is, read the spell to me. Okay. I know it's usually used for like booming voice, right? Yeah, you can like cause like windows to open and doors to open and like uh, just things like that. Let me uh, get to it real quick. Uh, manifest a minor wonder, a sign of supernatural power within range. You create one of the following magical effects within range. Voice booms, you cause flames to flicker, brighten dim, or change color. You harness tremors in the ground for one minute. You create an instantaneous sound that originates from a point 
of your choice within range. You instantaneously cause unlocked doors or windows to fly open. You alter the appearance of your eyes for one minute. If you cast this spell multiple times, you can have up to three of its one minute effects at a time, and you can dismiss such an effect as an action. Okay, yeah, the you can freeze the, the fountain, have it stop for a minute, stop falling for a minute. You see the kind of the, the um, I'm doing it with my hands, but you can't see what I'm doing with my no, hands. I can't. The, the angel at the top is almost like a, a sprinkler outside, you know, kind of goes, yeah. it kind of like that's stuck when a sprinkler's stuck in place and it's not anymore. It seems to be doing that type of a, a motion. We are powerful wizards of the ocean. You may outnumber us ten to one, but your lives are in danger just by coming into conflict with us. I would lay down your arms and let us leave. We mean you no trouble. Or we can sweep you out to the seas. There's uh, one of the gnomes that were in the back that seemed to have the children that were goofing off and causing trouble. Snaps his finger and a loud thunder booms above you. Powerful magic too. Right, that didn't work. Lucas, run. <laughs> and John takes off for the door. <laughs> uh, DM question. <laughs> yes. If I use a bell as a bonus action, my action can only be a cantrip, right? I can't use another like leveled spell. Then I'm going to sprint towards the two of them. Yell, John, make it to the door. Grab Lucas by the arm and cast Dimension Door. Okay. Well, before you step away from your table, because it is a good 30 feet away that you've walked at least, um, I need you to make me a strength check. Nine. The minute you stood up, Dragonborn friend has grabbed your arm and is holding you back super tight with a 19 plus Thane, what are you doing let me go them's are the rules now we serve a different person if you want to be all right i need you to stay here otherwise become one of them and we have more problems yes you've done so good so far please don't cause any trouble for yourself crew B, i love you this is that you what what is going on here what's going on with this town what's going on with this crew none of this makes sense you pirate the pirates We've made a fortune doing so. These are the new rules, and this is what we follow now. If you're not willing to follow, to the prison as well. So you and Nameless are starting to run. Lucas, what are you doing this whole time? As John says, run, I quickly grab the last piece of garlic bread, shove it in my mouth, get up and try and run with them. Perfect. So you guys are, are they're slowly starting to surround you guys in this process. Um, go ahead and make some strength checks for me as you guys are pass through and i'm gonna make a couple as well strength uh check or saving throw strength check as they're running i'm going to uh ask message john and say make it to the ship with or without me i'll catch up i guess john doesn't respond john is freaking out <laughs> there's no time to respond <laughs> you say that out loud <laughs> No, those are internal thoughts. <laughs> I suppose they might accidentally transmit back. <laughs> um, perfect. What were your strength strength checks, Lucas and Jean? Four. Eighteen. Does 18. Nameless need one too, or just John? Uh, yeah, Nameless needs one okay. as well. Ooh. Nameless, be strong. Okay. Ten for Nameless. So you guys got very lucky, and you guys are able to break it out of the room. The guy that rolled against you, Lucas, rolled a natural one. The guy that rolled against you, Jean, rolled a 16 plus 2, so got an 18. But that's, of course, we play Tygo as a defender, so you are able to break out of that grapple. And the guy that rolled against um, Nameless got a 5. So 
You guys are able to bust nice. into that hallway. There are some folks in the hallway, both right and left, that seem to be having their swords drawn. You see um, Barry is crouched behind the um, podium with his hands hugging his knees, and he's kind of cradling and rocking back and forth a little bit. It's all going to be over soon. It's all going to be over soon. But the doorway is wide open up ahead. Yeah, Sean's using his uh, rabbit feet to get out of there just as quick as he can. See Jean just bolt it and leave me behind, but I'm going to slowly catch up, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, I only have a speed of 30, so I think we're going about the same same uh, pace. Yeah. You guys get get out the door, you push it open, you swing it open, and there's a the Minotaur that's sending out there, and it looks like he's getting ready to charge and slam into you guys. I need you guys both to make me a dexterity checks. Uh, natural one. Ooh. Plus zero. Twelve. Well, okay. Yeah, it's a. Did you say a dex save? Dex check. Dex save. Dex. Yeah, dex save. Okay. If I failed, I have uh, lucky footwork, so let me know and I'll roll a extra d4. Look up to his charge attack. Yes, you you did roll a little lower than what he. Okay. I'm gonna use lucky footwork then, which lets me use my reaction to roll a d4. So that will add two make 14 total he does slam by you he's you almost you see me almost move right out of the way just enough time um but you are going to take three points of of like piercing damage as he scrapes by you um, and lucas you're going to take seven as he slams you into the wall and almost pins you between his horns against the wall as i'm running and see lucas take kind of a big hit can i fire off my pistol and try and hit the minotaur sure Nice. Uh, where are my numbers? 21 to hit? Oh yeah, that hits. Okay, and then, man, I'm all discombobulated. My dice don't look like dice to me. <coughs> 16. 18 damage. I'm marking him as my favorite foe and sneak attack since uh, he's right next to Lucas. That is enough to break his concentration on his grapple there and he screams as he rips his horns out and grabs his, his buttocks where you shot him um you notice that like he has this reddish color fur but the red blood is definitely taking over and it's definitely a different type of red lucas what would you do so i'm not grappled by him anymore because he pinned you and then jean turned around and shot him and he screamed and and, and made him let go okay and they saw run down the street nameless is nameless gonna do anything uh, yeah, he's just following after us. Uh, I think, like, once John feels a little bit better that we're out in the open, he's going to send Nameless on ahead. Nameless takes off. Uh, you guys are... Go ahead. While we're running, uh, my detect magic is up to 10 minutes. Do I still see the same thing when we're outside? Yes, yeah. Okay. The, um, the same same exact thing, yes. John, we need to wait for crew. Uh, he, he sent me our... Okay, first of all. Are we like out in the streets running? Like there might be people behind us, but like we're like the yes. right ahead of us yeah, is fine. Right ahead of you is fine. It looks like there, it's a crowded street. Yeah. And so there's people in front of you doing their shopping and their different things, but it doesn't look like there's a guard or anybody trying okay. to stop you guys from running. But there's definitely you know about five people behind yeah. you with swords that yeah. are chasing after you. The Minotaur is grabbing his butt. Um, of course, you hear some people screaming, "Somebody get the guard! There is a gunfire!" Yeah. Okay. So, Jean's gonna call out to Lucas, uh, 
Cruz sent me a, a, a message. He, he said to just go and he'll meet us on the ship. And John will then turn to Nameless. Get back to the ship, cut the lines, get the anchors up, set sail. We'll, we'll swim out if we have to. Just go. And uh, hopefully Nameless charges off ahead of us. Yeah, he's, he is charging off ahead okay. of you. Your friends have bolted out. You see V shot Sai. She goes, well, what a shame. What a shame indeed. Oh, perhaps we'll catch them soon. You're never going to catch them. This crew has shown me so much capability in the last two weeks. I know the Chaos Clan. Y'all have to stand no chance against them. But V, this isn't you. Who changed you? Who bought you? What is going on here? She smiles, and as you look closer at her, she's not wearing her usual robes anymore. She's got like a pinstripe suit on with a hat on top of her head that's kind of got a brim that goes all the way around. That's also pinstriped as well. She smiles and, are you sure you're ready to meet him? He's such a marvelous person. Perhaps we put you in the brig and let you cool down for a while first. I'm not going to meet them and I'm going to cast Dimension Door. What does that do for you? I teleport he and one willing creature, for the willing creature, uh, up to 50, or up to 500 feet away, the place that I can, I'm going to cast it, teleport out into foyer. Uh, okay. were there not windows? Well, you can't, you can't see the entrance. No, because it's, it's, it was dim on the inside there's no windows um the closest so you can... point to the the place where barney was okay yep so remember there's that big curtain in the way so you couldn't see past the, the red curtain you teleport there and the fountain starts going back off people are kind of roaming around moving in the in the area but you hear a loud clapping from the that opening on the back side and you see two yellow and brown hands that are relatively large coming through the doorway and they're clapping are they coming like towards me it looks like they are i mean the hands that have arms they're attached to a humanoid obviously um but it looks like whomever it may be is potentially walking outside of that doorway i'm going to push the curtain and out perfect um there are six armed people in there um two of them look like they're they're talking about the minotaur they're standing in the doorway the other four are kind of in the hallway looking talking about each other should we go run after them or should we go back in and, and talk to v what should we do? What are y'all doing standing around? Go get them! Roll a persuasion check for me with advantage. <laughs> 13. Oh, 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 you're right! Yes, yes! And they all start running out the door. And I'm going to run behind them like I'm part of the group. Once I'm outside, I'm going to see if I can find any kind of alleyway anywhere. And I'm going to cast a mask of many faces. Look like my, uh, my human form. Yeah, you are You're able to run out. You see them get out oh crap we don't know which way they went uh, uh i'll go left you go right and so they split in half and as they do that split in half you're able to run into an alleyway that's right across the street and find a place to duck behind to be able to cast your spell this alleyway is it's a little more of that dingy feel that you're used to it's got some what you'd consider i guess dumpsters large boxes in which trash is being thrown outside into its smell is kind of rancid there's a stray cat that's kind of walking through it um drunkly drunkily meowing a little bit there are these strange metallic stairways that seem to be going up the sides of the buildings. Jean and Lucas, what do you guys do? Just keep running. Sprinting. Just keep running. Sprinting to the ship. You're lucky. It looks like you guys were able to wind around enough. Eventually, you do lose them. Um, people that are running, but well, chasing behind you, and and somehow you've managed with my roll of two to not attract any guards' attention as well. Nice. We're really good at what we do. I'm pretty sure that's what Crew just said. We ran so fast that nobody even noticed. <laughs> you ran, ran so far away. 
As you keep running towards your ship, there is a loud explosion sound coming from that direction, and you see a large plume of smoke coming from above, kind of in the same direction that your ship was located at. Do I see that explosion? Yes, yeah. Every, I mean, it's, it's large enough that you'd see that you'd, you'd almost kind of hear the reverberations of the explosion, but you'd see this large plume of smoke kind of coming from that direction for sure. <sighs> well, that's promising. What was that? We need to check on that. Hopefully it's not our ship. There's no telling. Possible they've. It's possible they've uh, sent someone to commandeer the ship while we were in there, and the crew is fighting. Better get there quick and help them. Uh, uh, master, this the ship's not here. Um. What? It's well, there was an explosion, and then, and then I don't know, but it's it's not here anymore. There's there's some more of those people around the docks though. Should should I should I fight them? D did it sink or is look, it gone? It, it's gone. It looks like a lot of them are are really hurt. They've got some some burn marks, slash marks on their body. Them who? The the people around the docks that look like the people that we were just running from. They've got some of the same colors on. Uh, don't don't fight them. Okay. Just stay hidden. We'll be there momentarily. Okay. Lucas, our ship is gone. Something has happened. There's guards down there at the docks. Uh, we need to be cautious as we approach. Yeah. If we look behind us, uh, do we still see the people chasing us, or we've lost them for now? Yeah, you've lost the ones that were chasing you, okay. for sure. John, let's let's duck into an alley and, and just catch our breath, and maybe we can sneak up to the port or the harbor area. That's my ship. Well, if it's gone, it doesn't really matter now. I need to see it. We have to... <sighs> okay. I, I, we have to get there. And John will will slow down a little bit, but he's still like fast walking towards the dock. I'll slow down. John, you said it was gone? I, I assume it blew up. I asked Nameless. He said it didn't sink. It's just disappeared. Uh, I don't know if there's some sort of magic or, or what. He, okay, let... he said that the people on the dock were burned and cut up. Uh, I don't know. Okay, let's try not to draw as much attention to ourselves and sprint. Let, yeah, let's let's quickly walk down, scope out what we can from a safe distance, if we can, reevaluate from there. John just nods and, and walks along as quickly as he can without drawing too much attention. Crew, what are you what are you doing? Are you sprinting? Are you walking? Are you going somewhere special? What are you doing? So is the um, the market in between me in the harbor or would i have uh, to make like a huge tour to get to it not a huge detour you know it's going to be at least from your experience it'd be 15 15 minutes away or so it would kind of be a 15 minute detour i'm gonna head towards the market and see if i see drake and the brothers uh roll me a perception check as you get closer to this market it's very similar to the arabian nights type market though the stalls seem to be a lot nicer and well built but they kind of have the cloth that kind of is at the top that kind of functions as a shade and sometimes they have cloths that are hanging on the side they get different fruits and vegetables and different salesmen and it's, it's a crowded area for sure so you may have to climb up a little bit higher to be able to see across the market itself because uh, it kind of sits in the middle of a street and then it goes into this large open area with which appears to be another new fountain in the middle of this area as well. Team 15. You to search. What does it look like? You you looking around? Are you just walking through the crowd? Are you getting up somewhere high? Are you shaking down some market salesmen? What what are you doing? I'm just walking, trying to draw as little attention to myself as possible, just like a normal person, just kind of looking at the market. If really looking at it, they're actually selling. As you go through the market, you do see them across the way. 
and they are a good like 200 yards away from you. But you, just, you know, you can kind of see that distance and you look and they are in chains. Their ankles are chained up, their wrists are chained up behind them. And it looks like there's a couple of guards that are pulling them. It looks like they've been roughed up a little bit. And of course you see Drake, he's kind of mouthing off at them the entire time. He's fighting more so than the brothers are, but they're being dragged towards the large factory, Pluming Smoke. How many guards are on them? About six. I'm going to send a message. I don't know if I'm close enough or not. I'm just going to attempt. And the brothers have been captured. It looks like they're taking them to that factory. I'm going to follow. It feels like the spell did not go through. He's too far away. I'm just going to follow. Jean and Lucas, you, you eventually make your way back, and you, you kind of see this plume of smoke is now kind of faded and moved off more into the ocean itself. You see Nameless is kind of hiding in a large bush that is by the dock there. The guards are kind of kind of pacing back and forth along the beach and the dock end there. But roll me a perception check. <laughs> Natural one. For a total Eight. of four. What did you roll, Lucas? Eight. Eight, okay. So Nameless is nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, you do see these sea guards kind of pacing back and forth along the beach and the plume of smoke that was kind of in the general area of where you were. It looks like it's moved off into the ocean a little bit. You don't see your boat. You don't see Nameless. You just see these people pacing around. Plume of smoke out to sea. It looks like, it looks like the plume of smoke has kind of gone out to sea, but almost like the... The smoke, when it went out to sea, it kind of carried with it as well, and so it's kind of hard to see what's going on out to sea at this point. Like, almost like a weird fog is kind of built up because of the smoke. John, we couldn't see our ship anywhere. I don't either. Of your items that would have been from your ship on the dock there, you see somebody pick up, like, a big bag of, like, rocks and, like, chucks it at the wall, and he goes, that stupid doll! I'm gonna take it for taking my eye! And he turns around, you can see his face is just burned, and an eye is missing. Find that boat! Can't believe those dolls know how to sail! Well... He screams real loud. I suppose Lily might not be so bad. I need more information, but Lily's commandeered our ship, and we're stranded here. We're not stranded. Uh, yeah, there's no boat. Uh, yep. Our ship is not there, but I see a port full of free vessels. Thinking of stealing one? Yes, at least one. We should find our crew, or find out why I'm our crew and crew. Sounds like they made it away. Oh, okay then. I mean, if if Lily set sail, surely... Everyone was on there. Yes. Makes sense. So it's just the three of us stranded on this island. Might be best to find our way inside of a home wait for nightfall yeah. and go from there did Bruce say how long he would be? he did not I'm assuming he has some sort of magic or pool with V to get himself out of that situation okay. yeah let's let's find a place to lay low. is there a, an abandoned house or a warehouse or something we can hide in, in the area? That still gives us a view of the harbor. Yeah, there's. If you, roll me one more perception check. Twenty two. Nice. There, there's a hotel on the beach side of this port that you can walk up to. It looks like just kind of peering from where you're at, you're able to see a room that's almost like three floors up. Is got the lights off. Almost like it's not being used at the moment. There is a fire escape on the outside of this building as well, um, and one of the windows would go into this fire escape which is the strange metallic 
steps that would be on the outside of this building. Oh, looks like this hotel is a free room. We should go uh, rent it. I think that would draw a little too much attention. Too many people around, too many eyes. Uh, there were there were houses around, like... That, oh yeah, there's there's some houses around and like stuff, for sure. Like smaller, you know, like shacks. Not necessarily shacks, but yeah. like more on the poor end. Yeah, more on the poor end, but again, the town's gone up in scale, so no yeah. one's living anything lower than like low middle class. So... Yeah. Uh, John will point to, you know, some houses kind of more on the outskirts. I think we could commandeer one of these for a night. Well, let's do that without trying to hurt anybody, but... Oh, I will not hurt anyone. Let's go. I want to stand out here for too long. Yeah. So John will go up to, like, just kind of the plainest looking house near to the dock and uh, knock on the door. Opens up as you knock. What do I, who what do, what am I looking at? The room it's it's relatively dusty. It's dark when you look inside. It looks like all of the the windows have some sort of cloth or have been boarded over a little bit. Do either of you have dark vision? No. So it looks like a dark room, a single single bedroom dark room, but a dark room. It's dirt floor, still the same kind of bricks that you're seeing throughout the rest of the town. Kind of makes up the outside. Uh, the person though who answered the door. Oh, no one answered the door. It's, it's like you knocked and, and the hinge was loose enough that it. Like, it never latched, and so when you knocked, the latch just... Ah. So it swung open as you knocked. So there's a little bit of light going into the room, but no one's at the... No one answered the door. Okay. Does it look lived in at all? You wouldn't be able to tell without, well, much light. I mean, it looks like there's claw marks on the floor that you notice, but nothing nothing special beyond what you can see with that little bit of light. Yeah, John will step in and... Okay just take a look around call out hello is, is yeah. there anyone in here you hear a little squeak of like a rat and it just kind of takes off running you step in there's um a large carcass that you kind of stepped on like a bone some sort of like animal Ugh. in the room like a sheep or a deer or something yeah john will step back out uh into the alleyway and say yes this will this will do perfect uh, are there any rocks around like small rocks near by that I could pick yeah, up Yeah, there's off plenty of rocks okay. around. Yeah. Absolutely rocks and shells and other things you'd find at a beach. So Jean's gonna pick one up and what is the what is this building made out of? Is it brick? It's it's a brick adobe mix. Okay. So on the outside of the house he's going to like draw a circle with like two really big lines coming off of it like rabbit ears. And then on top of the rabbit ears, he's going to draw like a little square with a few lines on it to kind of look like a chef's hat and uh, drop the, the rock down and look at Lucas and say, hopefully if crew comes looking for us, he'll see the sign. But uh, I say we at least take a few hours and, and lay low here, venture out at night. That's good. You walk in, there's there's a little bit of a smell of a dead animal. Um, you guys eventually do find a lantern. Do you guys light it? It's pitch black in here, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll light it. You don't find much in here. There's a small four-foot table with a wooden chair next to it. There's some chains that are attached to a wall. It's almost like these chains were pulled taut towards the dead animal, but not attached to the dead animal, just close, close to it. The, there's a rat or two that kind of picking off of this dead animal and they when they, they see the light kick on they kind of scurry out there's claw marks all over the floor as well as some claw marks um, all against the walls as well uh don yes not exactly sure what's going on in here 
I'm not either, but I'm hoping it's terrifying enough that no one comes knocking. And we had to step over a carcass to get in the door. But all these claw marks everywhere. It's suspicious. There, something was kept in here. John looks closer at them. Do they look like they're from the rats or like larger claw marks? They look like larger claw marks. As and you've been down to look, there's a small book underneath the table. And Jean looks at the animal. You said it was like a sheep? Yeah, it's like a sheep. Looks like it's been there two or three days now. Are there any doors or anything that are closed inside of this little house? Just the one way in and out. Okay. Jean turns to Lucas. Whatever it was, I don't think it's here now. And Jean will toss Lucas the book. Anything of interest? I will open the book. Or look on the cover, see if there's a title. There's no title. It's just a leather. It's a leather-bound book. It's it's a soft leather book on the outside, almost like a kind of like a journal. I'll guess I'll read it. Open it to the first page, and it says, "It only happens at the full moon." Just are gruesome. So, crew, you're walking from the marketplace, and you start traveling down, down the area to this this new part of town that's a lot nicer and a lot more built, a little more industrious. Um, there seems to be. A strange little new coffee shop that's popped up along the corner as well as both hotels that are kind of around the corner it's it's a busier part of town people seem to be more dressed nicely in this area and they they seem to be kind of going back and forth to work or different places I see a couple of the guards that you'd seen before kind of walking around looking around but um, no one seems to pay any mind to you as you're dressed in your human form how long does this mask of many faces last uh is hour but I can cast it. You keep traveling down. You don't have to recast, but you feel like it's been about 45 minutes by the time you've reached your factory area. It's a large building. It's got it's gated around. They, you see the guards yell a little bit. They open the large metallic gate, pulling, pulling them in. Um, for a second, Drake grabs one of the bars, and he starts pulling the other direction, and you see him kick one of the guards and knocks a tooth out. And the guard gets real pissed and clobs him in the face and knocks him out with his giant club. They beat him a couple of times and they, they force the two brothers to drag his body as they're walking into this factory area. There are armed guards all the way around the fence line towers. It looks like there's two or three guards in each tower on the ends. There's three large chimneys that stick out of this factory and they plume up into the air. And it's, you can definitely tell us is what's causing that new f smog. That's just kind of around everywhere. It's a little harder to breathe in this area, so you're, you're coughing a little bit more than normal. Uh, it looks like they are not taking your crewmates into the factory itself, but rather around the corner and almost into a basement area. Do I see where, like, the door is? At the yes, yeah, you can kind of see where that's at. And then a cart passes right in front of that doorway. And it's a very, very fancy looking. And out of the carriage walks a half-elf barbarian. Tall, lighter-skinned, and long blonde braids. Got his giant great axe that kind of he holds with, with his other hand as he swings it out. He puts it on his shoulders. He walks to the other side of the carriage and he opens up the door. You see two hands that you saw before stick their hands out of the carriage door. And that is where we will end for the evening. Uh, a little side note. As I see Adarath get out of the bridge, I'm kind of just back in shadows a little. Not necessarily just hide, just kind of be a little bit less noticed. Perfect. It doesn't look like she's looking around at all to, to look for anybody specific or anything. She's very intently focusing on whomever she's opening the carriage door for. Thank you all for hanging out with us on this episode of A Dicey Experience, and um, I hope you had as much fun as I did. Next time, we'll uh, be deadly serious next time. Peace. Weird being the...
of an episode, I'm usually background noise. It's fun. Enjoy it. Mess with mess with Jason. That's the that's the best part of being the lead. I I intend to, especially <laughs> especially once my contact gets there. There's probably yeah. gonna be a lot of back and forth. You get to take everything that he's prepared and do nothing the way he wants. Exactly. 